Okay, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, two or three weeks ago, we we last spoke about the Kiddushah in Shemona Esrei. Really in the Chazara of Shemona Esrei, we discussed its origins. We were following off from the Bracha of Atakadosh. And so we're progressing through the Shemona Esrei as to the origins of every Bracha, to the Nusach to the theology and to all the other topics within each and every bracha. And now we finish the, the first set of the first three brachot in Shemona Esrei, which are a set of Shvach. The first three are the introduction to Shemona Esrei. And in general, we have noted, especially in many introductory shiurim, that the architecture for tefillah is that we do Shvach, Bakasha, then Hoda'ah. So this is true throughout this, the structure of the entire tefillah. It's also true within the structure of Shemona Esrei itself. So the first three are shvach, the middle 12 or 13 are pakasha or petition, and the last three are hoda'a or, or thanksgiving. Now, we mentioned earlier that the, these all have parallels, they all have associations. For example, the Zohar says that the first three correspond to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, the middle 12 or 13 um, correspond to the Shvatim, and the last three to Aaron, Shlomo, and David. So uh, the entire Shmonesri has its associations, it has its, it has its secrets, it has its origins, so we're working through it one by one. Now, the Gemara in Megillah, references every single bracha by a different name. And in Megillah, the Yudzayin Mudbet, it references it as Bina, while the Gemara in Brachot calls it Birchat Chochmah. It also calls it Dea. It has different uh, ways of, uh, or Chonen Hadat. It, it has different ways of, of, of um, labeling this bracha. So I just, it makes it difficult to pinpoint what the Gemara considers the essential focus of the bracha. Most likely it's a praise uh, or really a, a petition for um, all of our intellectual needs and our consciousness. And the Gemara doesn't seem to make a distinction over what's the, uh, you know, exact focus. Is it Chokhmah? Is it Binah? Is it Dat? It seems that, that it's for all three. Any intellectual need that we might have, that's part of the petition. Now, I just wanted to look together at this Gemara and Brachot on Daf Lamed Gimel Lamed Aleph. Uh, let me see if this allows me to share my screen because I don't think everyone has a Gemara in front of them. Um, yeah, here we go. Okay, so the Gemara and Brachot, Daf Lamed Gimel Lamed Aleph, over here says, uh, I'm going to point my mouse where we are. The Gemara wants to know why is it that we put Havdalah, in other words, Atachonen Adam Da'at. Why is it that we put Atachonatanu inside Atachonen Adam Da'at? So the Gemara says, Havdalah Bechonen Hadat Maitaima. Amri Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, Mitoch Shehi Chochma, because the understanding the difference between Kodesh and Chol is a Chochma, Kavua Bebirchat Chochma. Therefore, the Chachamim um, said it inside the Bracha of Chochma. So the idea is Rashi explains that um, knowing the difference between Tahar and Tamein and, and being able to distinguish between Kadosh and Chol is a Chochmah. Um, we're not going to get into exactly the, the, the details of Havdalah and Tachonatanu this week. We'll have to save it for, for Shabbat. Um, but that's the first part of the Gemara. The Rabbanan give another reason. 
the ficha kavua bebirchat chol. This is a strange thing because it is secular. Therefore, they instituted it in the in the it, not secular. I'm sorry. Because it is weekday, therefore they they instituted it into the weekday brachot. So the mafarshim say what this means is that because it's the first of the 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 weekday blessings, we don't say these blessings during on Shabbat. Therefore, we put it in the first of the weekday bless, blessings. There are different ways to learn this gemara, which are not al pi upshot, but for for now, this is this suffices. Amar biami gedola deya says of ami. Deya, how great is Deya, or knowledge? Because it's the first of the Bakashot, it's the first of all the Brachot of, of the weekday. And Rabbi Ami says, How great is knowledge? Because it is put between two words or letters or two names of Hashem. As the Pasuk says, by Chana, Chana in her Tfilah said, for Hashem is the knowing God, is the God of all knowledge. He knows all people's thoughts. The Kol Misha in Bodeya, another Gemara says something surprising. Any person who does not have knowledge, Asur Lerachem Alav, it is Asur to have mercy on him. Shene'amar Kilo Ambinotu, for they are not a nation of understanding. So the Mepharshim jump on this. They say, no, this does not mean that you, you shouldn't have mercy on fools. It does not mean we should have not, that we shouldn't have love for people who have lesser intelligence. It means that if a person doesn't have true, um, a true intention to do teshuvah, then you should not um, assist him in his evil ways, which is why it brought the pasuk about Bnei Yisrael, Kilo Ambinotu, because they are not a nation which has a true intention of doing teshuvah, therefore I will destroy them. So that suffices for looking at this Gemara um, at the moment. So that's the Gemara in Brachot, which we'll have to reference back a few times tonight. So now the first thing we should discuss is why is it the first bracha of the brachot chol? The Gemara said that, said that it is the first of the weekday brachot. So why is it the first of all the bakashot? So the Gemara Yushami in Parakei Alacha Bet says If there is no bina, uh, there's no uh, perfect English word for this, if there's no understanding then there is no tefillah. The Gemara says that in the context of the one of the Maraim said, um, why is it that on Shabbat we don't say Even on Shabbat we should say If I don't have Bina, how could I have Tefillah? So the Gemara doesn't really explain what it means by in Bina in Tefillah, but the most likely um, understanding of the Gemara is that meditation or consciousness is vital to any meditation. And if a person doesn't have the capability of using his consciousness properly, he won't be able to partake in any meditation. So it should be the first thing we ask for in any tefillah and even on Shabbat. That's what the, the, uh, the Gemara and Yushami seems to say. In the Sidur Magid Tzedek, uh, this is really the Sidur Shahar Achamim, Pirush Magid Tzedek, he suggests that the reason we, we ask and we petition for Dot or for our intellectual needs more than the first before anything else is because these are uh, a, a bakasha ruchni. They're they're more of a, a spiritual request rather than a, a gashmi, rather than a material request. And therefore, we want to preface, we want to um, we want to put the uh, spiritual needs before we put we ask for our material needs. Now, he gives another. Um, Suggestion, and that is that as the Gemara said, one may not have 
uh, mercy, one is not allowed to have Rachmanut on somebody who doesn't have Dat. Someone who doesn't have the correct intentions. You're only allowed to have Rachmanut on somebody who has the correct intentions. You can't have Rachmanut on somebody who's trying to um, break the system, someone who's trying to get around things. So he learns that perhaps the reason the first bakasha is dat is because we want Hashem to have rachamim on us. And therefore we pray to Hashem that we should have the correct intentions, we should have the correct dat in order so that Hashem can have mercy on us. So the first, before we ask for rachamim, before we ask for Hashem's mercy, that, that's when we would um, ask for dat because that would, that, would, that would be a prerequisite for the rachamim which we're about to ask for. The Rokeach and the Hasidic Ashkenaz have a very interesting twist on this. They say that we know that the Tefilot are Kineged Temidim. The Tefilot were instituted in parallel or kind of as a simulacrum of the Korbanot that were given every day. So because the, the, the Tefilah, like the Amidah, is a Korban, the Halacha is that a Kohen that's bringing a Korban has to have dat, meaning he's not allowed to be a shoteh, he's not allowed to be a fool, he's also not allowed to have the incorrect intentions, he's not allowed to come and say, I'm bringing this as an olah if it's really a shlamim, you're not allowed to do pigul, if you can't think that, oh, I'm bringing this as a shlamim if it's an olah, you have to have the correct intention. So because we're bringing forth a sort of korban, therefore, the first thing we need to pray for is dat. That's, that's their, the, the twist they have on this, that we need dat before we, before we, before we pray. So, I don't understand the full depths of that, but there is Shanim, and that's what they, that, that's that's their pshat and why Chonen Hadat is the first of the Bakashot. Now, if you pay attention, there's a feature about the Chonen, at least in the the version of the Babylonian version, that is that of all the brachot um, in Shmon Esrei, all the Bakashot, it's the only one to start off with a praise. Most of them get straight to the points. Lachlanu avinu kichatanu, please forgive us. Refeinu Hashem, barech aleinu. They get right to the point. While in, in Atachonin Adam Da'at, the first things we say is, you are the one who gives people wisdom. So why does it begin with praise instead of beginning with uh, Bakasha? So the easy answer is, well, you have to start um, all sections of petition with Bakasha. So it's like a last-ditch effort. Even though we already started the, the first three bachot are bakasha. Also, the first bakasha starts with shvach. We, because we have to start all bakashot with shvach, we start this one with shvach too. Others have a very interesting suggestion. The tikkun tefillah has a very interesting suggestion. He says perhaps it's because of a very interesting halacha in the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says that it's asur to ask any petition, it's asur to have any uh, bakasha before you do havdalah. So when Shabbat is over, we know we're not allowed to ask for a bakasha on Shabbat. You're not allowed to ask for any bakashot when Shabbat is over until you do havdalah. So if you think about the architecture of the bracha, the way we do it is and then we say So he says perhaps the way the Rabbanim created it was that the first half couldn't be bakasha because what happens if it's Mosei Shabbat? If it's Mosei Shabbat, you can't say Bakasha before you say the Havdalah section. And we know that Atochanantanu is a more important Havdalah than actually the coast. The Atochanantanu is the main Havdalah. So therefore, the first sentence was Shvach, just for the utility of Mosei Shabbat, where you needed, um, you, you weren't able to say Bakasha before you did Havdalah. And that's why it doesn't start off with, um, 
with Bakasha directly. Um, now that's interesting. The problem is that not all of the early versions, and again, we'll discuss this uh, when, when we get to the Tefillot of Shabbat and Motzei Shabbat, but not all the versions that for the Tefillah of Motzei Shabbat um, do this. Uh, the er, some of the early versions didn't begin on Motzei Shabbat, they would start the bracha and therefore, I'm, I'm not sure if the Tikkun Tefillah's Shad could be accurate, but I, I have not yet looked deeply into those different versions because they, they, they differ drastically and it would have taken a completely um, a different shear or an additional shear to do Atachanotanu. So I figured we'd wait a couple weeks for that. Now, one of my Rebbeim in Mesifta pointed out that of all the brachot, of, of, of all the bakashot, the Atachonein is also the only one to start with Ata. It's the only one to start with a direct article to say, You, Hashem, um, you, Hashem, graciously give us or gift us intelligence. So, why is that? So, he suggested that the reason why is because the hardest. Um, the hardest gift, the hardest, I wouldn't call it a gift, but the hardest thing that Hashem gives us that we can appreciate, the hardest thing to appreciate that Hashem gives to us is our intellect. Because we so identify with our intellect. Our intellect is how we define ourselves. Who we are and the, the, the little me inside of me, the little I who talks inside, inside of your head, that voice inside of your head is such an intrinsic part of how you define who you are that we can almost never separate it from ourselves. And therefore, we never, it, it never occurs to us that our consciousness doesn't belong to ourselves or that it's out of our hands, that our conscious thought can be taken out of our hands. Now, in general, theologically speaking, we don't believe that Hashem um, manipulates the thoughts of man in general. There are exceptions for that. But there are cases where people from one day to the next have mental illnesses. People can have dementia. People can become bipolar. It's not, it's, people can uh, develop depression or anxiety. There's all different sorts of predispositions that people can have. And when we think that we have complete balutu or complete mastery over our consciousness, that's a fool's game because the truth is that this, this is also something that Hashem gives us, which is a gift. And the fact that we are intelligent and the fact that we're mentally healthy is also a tremendous gift, besides for the, for the wisdom itself. And many Sfarim point out that indeed it's a very humbling admission to admit that our mind and wisdom come from Hashem and that it's not our, our and that it's not our, our own. It's very typical the things that Hashem gives to people that they have, like like good looks or natural good strength or wisdom, which are things people never worked on hard uh, for themselves. And those are the things people are the most arrogant about. Those those are the things that people consider like, uh, you know, I'm so great because I'm so smart, but you were born that way. So if you don't work really hard, why do you actually feel so good or so arrogant or so much better than other people if you, um, if God gave you those, those tools to begin with? Now, a good example for this kind of is just to, 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 to illustrate how intelligence is a tool is, for example, a, a soldier. You can have a soldier that has a gun and he can have skills, he can have a gun, he can have many weapons. But if that soldier thinks that he himself is powerful, 
he's making a mistake. I mean, we've all seen this character. We've all seen this movie where there's a soldier who thinks that he's the, you know, he's the one who, who decides who, who, who lives or dies. He decides um, he's the one who's in charge. He's the powerful one. It's his skills. It's his weapon. Uh, it's his agenda. While we know the flaw of that soldier, and that is that he has a higher up and that there's a government who gave him his skills. There is a government who trained him, who gave him his weapons, who gave him his resources. He cannot kill somebody if it's not according to the rules of engagement. He has laws that he has to follow. A soldier doesn't have his own power. All of his skills and all of his tools are things that were given to him by something higher. And that's the same with intelligence. And the truth is that that's a tremendous responsibility. When one realizes that his intelligence is something that God gifted to him, something that Hashem gave to him, you realize that there's a responsibility. Just like a soldier holding a gun, you can't misuse your intelligence. You can't use your intelligence to do things which Hashem doesn't want. If you're using your mind in a way that Hashem doesn't want to, you're also using one of the tools Hashem gave you in an inappropriate manner. So that's, that's the musr that, that many of the Sarim glean from this bracha, that we have to humbly admit that our intelligence and our binan, our, our understanding, are not completely our own. Now, the Abu Durham has an interesting um, idea. He doesn't really flesh it out perfectly. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how, if there is a way to flesh this out perfectly. But he says that you can see from the progression of the orders of Bakashot and Shemona Esrei, what's the most important thing. He said, if Atachonin Ladam Dat is the most important, that means that your consciousness is the most important thing you have. Your intelligence is the most important thing you have, because without it, you won't know the difference between good and evil. And then if the next bracha is Hashivenu, that means that Teshuvah and getting near Hashem is the second to most important thing. Using your knowledge to choose Tov. And then Salachlanu, and then the ability to forgive. And then, and then he, he goes on, he says, for example, if, if you see that um, if you see that Rafa'inu is four brachot away from Atachonin Ladam Dat, that means that you have to work four times harder to, to learn Torah than you have to to get a refuah. And if you see Baruch Aleinu is five away, then that means Baruch Aleinu is one darga more important, is one darga less important than Rifa'enu. He, he thinks that all the brachot have a degrees, and therefore you can measure the importance of something, whether it's parnasah or refuah, or refuah based on the order of the Shemona Esrei. And in that scheme, intelligence or the ability to have bechira, the ability to to understand things would be the of the utmost importance of all of our material needs that Hashem provides for us. And it could also be used as a form of scale in his view. Okay, so now, just to get a little bit into the associations, the first association um, that is made for this bracha, again, is in the Gemara Megillah, which we've mentioned many times. The Gemara Megillah is trying to prove the order of the... It's trying to prove the order of all the brachot in Shemona Esrei. How do we know what the order is? So the Gemara in, in Megillah says, the first three brachot, it learns from Mizmor Ledavid Habul HaShem B'nei Elim. Right, there's that whole Mizmor in Tehilim, I think it's 29, Chavtet. Uh, and the Gemara learns the first three brachot from that, it learns the first three brachot from that uh, Perak in Tehilim. Then when the fourth one comes up, it doesn't use, it's basically, it, it, it indicates that the 18 times it says Hashem's name in that parak and tehillim are for the 18 brachot and Shemon Esrei. But then it doesn't use the 18 shame of Hashem, the 18 names of Hashem, doesn't use those 18 names of Hashem to correspond to each name of Hashem to every bracha and Shemon Esrei. When it comes to the fourth one, it pivots. And it says, how do we know that Bina comes after, how do we know that the fourth bracha comes after Kedusha? It brings a different pasuk, it brings a pasuk from Yeshaya. Uh, if I remember, it says, 
Uh, let me find it. It's first it says and then after that in Yeshaya it says the pasuk continues with bina. So that means that after we do a kedusha, after we exalt Hashem's name of kedusha, we should speak about bina. It's a very mysterious uh, connection, but that's maybe it's a mnemonic for for remembering it. But that's what the Gemara does. There are, most of the midrashim which actually referenced this idea of the Perak Chavtet and Tehilim being the source for all the 18 brachot and Shmon Esri and the 18 names corresponding to them, they just say that they prove that. They don't say that it proves the order. There's one Midrash, which is brought in a sefer called Otzar HaMidrashim, published by somebody, Eisenstein, recently, like in, like in the early 20th century. Um, he brings a, like a piece of a Midrash that he found that includes proof for the order as well. And it uses every Shem Hashem for, to prove that, that, um, that the order of Shemona Esrei and Atachone Ladam Dach should come after Kiddushah. So I think it's Habul Hashem Bahadrat Kodesh is the one that he uses for Atachone Ladam You could see it over there if you want to, but I'm not sure as to the veracity of the Midrash, so I don't, I don't want to bank too much onto it because there's, there's no sourcing for the Midrash. Now, we've mentioned many times that in the Pirkei of Eliezer, which is an esoteric midrash, he takes many episodes in the, in the, in the Sefer Bereshit and in the Sefer Shemot, and he corresponds them to the Brachot in Shemona Esrei. And we've learned for each bracha previously, like the Akedah for the first bracha, the, I'm sorry, the Akedah for the second bracha, um, the wars of Avram Avinu for the first bracha. Um, with this bracha, Atachonen Adam Da'at, the bracha, the, the Midrash says that when Hashem, basically it's like three prakim later, the Midrash says that when Moshe Rabbeinu um, met, so to speak, Hashem at the snat, the burning bush, and Hashem revealed to him his name, Ekya Asher Ekya, when the, 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 the language of the Midrash is, Vira'u ha'elyonim, and the, and the lofty beings, the, the malachim, saw Hashem Asar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, sod Shem HaMufurash Moshe, when they saw that Hashem revealed the, the secret of His holy name to Moshe Rabbeinu, ve'anu, they replied, Baruch atah Hashem Chonen Hada'at. The malachim said, Baruch atah Hashem Chonen Hada'at, when Hashem taught this, this amazing secret to a mortal man, to, to a human being. There's another Midrash who says something similar. It says that the Elyonim said, when a Malach came to Yosef and taught him 70 languages, if, I, if I'm remembering the language, uh, the, the thing correctly, that when, when a Malach taught Yosef 70 languages, that's when the Elyonim sang and they said, so it seems to be a praise which the Malachim themselves can, uh, can say as well. Now, as we mentioned, um, there's also a parallel to every bracha in the Tefillat Chana. Um, and in Tefillat Chana, she says, as we mentioned in, mentioned in the Gemara, Kikel Deot Hashem. And Kikel Deot Hashem corresponds to the bracha Batachonin Ladam Da'at. Now, just quickly, um, to just go through the words before we speak more about the Nusach, which is a very fascinating history. Um, we say, the, the language we have is Atachonin Ladam Da'at, you graciously gift uh, to man, to man that. Now, chonen or chanenu connotes that it's a form of gift. 
which is why the Midrashim that speak about this speak about it by vichuneka, by via'er Hashem panavelecha vichuneka, because the, the understanding of Chazal is that our wisdom is a gift. It is something which is like a, a matana. We use the, the language of like lotichanem, right? You can't give them a matnat chinam. We don't, we don't give goyim a matnat chinam. So chonen means, can mean a gift. And therefore the understanding is that Hashem's graciously giving us as a gift. That's, that's what that language means. The Ashkenaz version is Deyad Bina Haskel. Haskel, as we've mentioned uh, in other shiurim, means Chochma Mutzlechet. It's really a synonym for um, for Chochma, but it means more like a successful Chochma because, you know, the Pasuk says, David Maskil Imo. Maskil over there means successful. But it, it's, a, it's kind of like a, a word which is synonymous with successful and also chokhmah. So deya bina scale means deya bina and chokhmah. Um, it could also mean success. It could also, it, it's, it's used in both, in both uh, senses, and we know that from the Targum. The Targum tells us that those are both the case. Um, uh, one more thing. Um, I'm sure most are aware that chokhmah, bina, and dat have their significances Kabbalistically. Um, there's different levels of understanding what Chokhmah, Binad, and Dat mean. You could understand it Kabbalistically, you could understand it Alpider Hapshat. Um, there's Rashis which talk about this, there's all different Rishonim which talk about the Derech Hapshat for how to learn it, and then there's the Derech Hasod. Chokhmah, Binad, and Dat in the Kabbalistic realm in general means manif- different manifest powers of Hashem. In the, when we speak about it in the human realm, we speak about Chokhmah as being the purest, un- un- the purest. Um, levels or axioms of wisdom. So, for example, you could have any idea which is at its purest form when it just comes into the mind. These are really axioms, so like uh, points, lines, distance. And then you have bina, which is understanding. That's when you use the chokhmah and you start to distribute it and dissect it and to take it apart and to uh, make connections. So, for example, if I tell you the shortest distance between two lines is a, between two points is a straight line, that's bina. And then you have Dat, which is the concretization of Chokhmah and Bina. So the concretization of Chokhmah and Bina would be Dat, if we consider Dat to be Sfira. But that, that's, that's in the human realm. In the, in the higher realms, Chokhmah, Bina, and Dat represents the same thing, just not with intelligence, rather with Or, rather with um, light from Hashem or energy from Hashem. It's the, the energy in its purest form, then getting, then getting more developed and then concretizing. That then transfers it to the emotions. But that's just a higher level overview. The Eitz Yosef learns um, this bracha al-piderach hapshat, not al-piderach kabbalah. He says that if you pay attention, we first say adam, and then we say enosh. So we, t- we say atachonin la'adam da'at, and then mulamid enosh bina. So adam is a higher level than enosh. Enosh means like citizen or person. Adam is, is, is more of a honorific. When we say a person is adam, so he says that atachonin ladam da'at means da'at in the sense that we see it in the chumash, where it can mean ruach hakodesh. But even even a person who's not an adam and he's not zochet ruach hakodesh umlamed lanosh bina, as the pasuk said, toe bina, right? The the stumblers, Hashem teaches even to the stumblers, or to those who go astray, He teaches them understanding. So in 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 the in the derech hapshat bina is a lower level than that, uh, not, not in a Kabbalistic understanding, but in, 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 the, in the Pshat understanding of the words, that means Ruach HaKodesh, Bina is a lower level than that. So, Now, 
it's this difference, the, the, the difference in Nusach that we have to discuss right now because it's a fascinating um, history here. So being a short bracha, there isn't much variation in the earlier versions of, like if we go back, the earliest Sidurim, there's not much variation in the bracha. Most of the early, bracha, the early versions of the Sidur, whether it's Sidur of Amram, uh, Sidur of Sadia Gaon, if it's the Sidur of the Rambam, uh, the Abu Durham, most of the early versions had it as follows. And we get from you, we get from you um, knowledge, understanding, and, and wisdom. Um, some of the versions, like of Sadia Gaon, and some of the, the bad versions of the Rambam added Chokhmah uh, to the mix. So the first part is indisputable. The first part of is indisputably the Babylonian version. We know this from Midrash. The Midrash in Bamidbar Abba, Yud Aleph Vav, says that, that the Vichuneka applies to, to Dat as we, as we in as we say in the Tefillah, that's literally the language of the Midrash, and so it corroborates the, the, the Nusach Habavli, the first part of the Bracha. It's the second part in which there's some variation. And I'll just pull up, I have here a, um, a, a slight, uh, a list here. The Machsor Vitri adds Chochmah, and he also changes the order. He says, So they add Chochmah to the mix, but that's generally the Nusach. There were some who did, some who didn't add Chochmah. That was the Nusach for most of Klai Yisrael. Now, there were some versions that had embellishments, like the, uh, the, the ancient Persian liturgy and the, the Syrian Musta'arabi, right? The, the, before the, the Migurashim came to, to Syria, there was the Musta'arabi, the, the, the real Aleppo Nusach of Tefillah. The real Aleppo Nusach of Tefillah, the original one, had a much more embellished version of Atachonin al-Damdat, so if you don't want to know what the Syrians really should be praying today, it's atachonen adam datum lamed lanoshpina, chanenu mitacha Hashem alokenu, dea vibina vechokma vahaskel ki kel deot ata, baruchata Hashem chonen hadat. That's the 1560, the year 1560 Aleppo Sidur from the Mustarabi version of, uh, of atachonen adam dat. And nobody prays that way anymore because eventually when the, the Spanish Jews came from from Spain after the expulsion, the Castilian Jews, the, the dominant Nusach became the Minhag Castila, the, the Castilian Nusach, and the Minhag Castila, the, the, the primary uh, Minhag in Spain, and this was actually also the Minhag in Catalonia, was De Abinava Haskel. They didn't, they didn't just simple atachonet exactly the way the Ashkenazim do it today. That was the Minhag, that's the real, that's the real Minhag Sfaradi, that's the real Minhag, the real Spanish Minhag back to, to Sidur of Amram. That's how they did it. So the Gemara in Yerushalmi indicates that the, that the early Talmud Yerushalmi version, meaning this is the before the time of the Geonim, so think 5th century, 4th century, maybe the 6th century. In Eretz Yisrael, there was a different Nusach of Bracha. And in my opinion, actually, it's a much more elegant, um, not much more, but it's, it's a slightly more elegant Nusach. So if you remember, I showed you that manuscript 
um, that I found in the Bodleian Library, or maybe it was the, the Chiroganiza. Yeah, it's the Chiroganiza. So this manuscript, I, because we had three weeks to work on this, I actually managed to hunt down more information. And it, do, it does seem that this is very much a, a Minhagi Yushami uh, Sidor. It's not completely aligned with every Nusaki Yushami, but we could corroborate that it is just based on the Gemara. The Gemara in Yushami says that all of the Brachot in, in, um, in Shemona Esrei are both L'Sha'avar and L'Sha'atid. Meaning, when we say it, when we say the brachav of dat, we're asking Hashem for dat, but the the connotation is we ask you for dat as you have always given us dat. We ask you for slicha as you've always given us slicha. So in that context, context, the Gemara mentions the first two words of almost every one of the thirteen bakashot, and the words the Gemara has is chaninu deya. So without without corroborating sidurim, we wouldn't know what the rest of the bracha was. But we found. The versions we found say Chanenu Avinu Deya. So it's not precisely, and there's a few of the brachot which are different than, the, than in the time of the Talmud Yushami they had, but in the time of, the, of this manuscript, which is probably 11th century, so, so about 500 years later, it was still pretty similar. So I'm just going to show you what the Nusach was and why I think it's a little bit more elegant. Um, here, let's just do share screen. Here we go. So am I sharing this properly? I guess so. All right, so let me just zoom in here. So if you look at the Nusach here of the Bracha, it says, Chanenu avinu ubina vehaskel So in our version, we say, right? And then we reiterate the dat and bina part. We say, or we say, In this version, it's a little bit more elegant because it's simply, it says, Chanenu avinu deya, right? Or Chanenu deya. Meitecha from you, ubina vehaskel and haskel mitoratecha. So it's much shorter and much more direct. It doesn't. It's not redundant in any way. So that was the old, the the nusach hayushami. Nobody prays like this anymore. And this version was extinct. My understanding is that some of the ancient Persian nuschaot might have been similar, but I don't think that that's the case anymore. Well, obviously not. Not anymore. We, no one's davened in the ancient Persian uh, Nusach for a thousand years. Okay, so now, how about the recent changes? So now that we're done with all that, why do the Sephardim today say Chochma Binavadat? Now this is an interesting one. So this development happened in the past 200 years, actually. It's not a, uh, an old Nusach. So we're lucky we had a couple of weeks to work on this because otherwise I would not have found the material I was looking for. Basically, all of the Sfarim assume and mention that the Arizal says that you're supposed to say Chochmah Binavedat and not Deya Binavehaskel. But I looked in the Shah Kavanot and I couldn't find anywhere that the Arizal said such a thing. And I couldn't even find in the Nusach section where Chaim Vital says, okay, this is the Sidur that he used and these are all the changes. Chaim Vital never says that he changed. And the, the, the Sidur Reish Pedalid. Darizal Sidur says, Deya binavahaskel. So Chaim Vital never said that he changed and said, Chochmah binavadat. So I was very confused exactly what happened to, uh, what happened to our Nusach. So the Kafach, I finally found the Kafach Chaim in Kuv Tadvav says that this is actually not the, the Arizal. This is in, in the Shah Kavanot in Jush Vav on the Amidah. There's a note on the bottom from Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel Vital. 
Rabbi Shmuel, Shmuel Vital was the one who published the writings of Rav Chaim Vital, who in turn published the writings, the, the teachings of the Ariza. So Shmuel Vital was publishing his father's writings. And he writes in a Haga'a over there that based on his, he says, according to my humble understanding, according to my understanding of this passage here of, Rav Chaim, of the Arizal, this teaching of the Arizal, the Arizal probably would hold that the correct Nusach is Deya Bina Chochmah, I think it is Chochmah Bina Deya Vehaskel is his language. That's the correct Nusach. Or Chochmah Bina Dat Vehaskel is how, is how he writes it. So I assume that that was a typo. What he meant to say was Chochmah Bina Deya Vehaskel, which is the, the one of the old versions, like the of Sadia Gaon or like of Yehuda Ben Yakar. But the Kleakar argues, and he says, no, it's not Chochma Bina Dat Vehaskel, it's just Chochma Bina Vedat, and I'll bring you a proof. The Sidur Rashash, who is one of the great Mekubalim, also wrote Chochma Bina Vedat, and the Sidur in the Balatanya, right, of Shneir Zaman of Liadi, who also um, wrote a Sidur of the Ari, also writes Chochma Bina Vedat. So, and then there are also Mekubalim in, in Yerushalayim who prayed this way, therefore, this is this is the Shmuel Vitel is right, and this this is the correct nusach, but not chokhmah binavadat vaskel. It's chokhmah binavadat. So that's basically where this entire thing came from. The Benishchai in oddly in Ben Yehoyada, not in Sefer Benishchai, he he endorses this nusach, and therefore the Sidurim of the Benishchai also added chokhmah binavadat. And so because the printing press was so influential and people printed Sfari Sidurim that they thought would be popular or they thought would sell well. A lot of the Sidurim that sold well were the ones that aligned with what they thought was the Ariz Nusach. And therefore, this Nusach became very much disseminated. If you look in the Livarno Siddur, where you look in most of the early Moroccan Sidurim, most of them don't, don't have Chochma bin Avedat. They say Deya bin Avedat. And the truth is, the Sidur that the Arizal Davin from also said Deya bin Avedat. And Rishmol Vital is suggesting that this is what the Arizal might have said. And in turn, everybody argues on him and says, no, it's actually not Chochma bin Avedat Vaskel, it's Chochma bin Avedat plain. So at the end of the day, I, I wasn't convinced. At the end of the day, it was hard for me to believe that we should have, that the Sidurim should have started printing, that the, that the printers in the past 200 years should have started printing this change. The Arizal himself was very, very conservative. He would have never changed a Girsan. Or Chaim Vital probably would have never, uh, Chaim Vital would have written this if this was a correct change. If Chaim Vital would have clearly written it in the Shimon Esrei that this was something that my Rebbe wrote. So at the end of the day, I'm, I'm more, I, I lean more towards the original Moroccan and the original Spanish and the Levarno Siddur and the Tefillat HaChodesh. Many of those Sidurim say Deyabi Navaskel. Um, if you want to continue saying Chochma bin Avadat, you have what to rely on. The Rishash uh, for one, the Balatanya for two, and many other Mukubalim. However, just know that this is very, very recent. This is not, uh, this is not the authentic Nusach for sure. This is not what Bnei Yisrael has been dominating for the past 2,000 years. And just keep that in mind if you want to keep that Nusach of Chochma bin Avadat. It is very much a recent change, and the Sidurim bear all the responsibility. So... I think that's that about covers it for Tachonin Landamdat. And if anybody has any specific questions, I would love to to hear them. So we'll pick up next week with Hashivin Avinu Le Torah Techa, and I guess we'll talk about the Tishuba, which we all need desperately. <laughs>